This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Our mission here at the Talking Taiao podcast is to inspire and support people, businesses and communities to value the environment and act to prioritise sustainability. We would like to highlight our region's efforts in acting as guardians of the land, Taranaki Tiaki Taiao, while weaving Te Reo Māori and Matauranga within our conversations to help our wider community learn through a positive, educational and uplifting lens. Listeners, and thanks again for tuning in to Talking Taiao. Shout out to the team at Access Radio Taranaki, especially Evie, uh, for getting our podcast out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is super, super exciting. Um, so check us out on Spotify if you use that app. Um, so on this episode, I would like to introduce the host of a crack-up, educational, and very popular podcast <laughs> <laughs> called um, Beside. So matua hōhepa te moana. Thanks for joining this kōrero. I cracked up when I saw the matua part. I'm still yeah. not used to that yet, I have to admit, but I, I, I do acknowledge that I am in that zone. So, yeah, kia ora, thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. I look forward to, um, yeah, touching on some of the stuff that we've spoken about. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited too because yeah. you're doing some, like, really interesting and, yeah, lots of different work, which is cool. Um, so could you just give us like a rundown on, on what you do and, and maybe your journey up Oh, well, how do you put it into like two minutes, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so um, I, I actually have a radio background. That's kind of what I was like trained in, I guess, yeah. uh, radio journalism. Um, so I used to work at Te Kurimoko Taranaki and I was there for about eight years. Uh, aside from that, um, I've had, I suppose I get called an entrepreneur, so I'll use that title. I've had different... Uh, things that I've tattooed with and had to play with in terms of business. I'm a firm believer in if you, um, you know, get paid to play, then you never work a day in your life. So I'm big on monetizing hobbies. Um, that's kind of how I've made my way through life, I think. Uh, at the moment, I am what they call an indigenous business advisor, and I work for a, a big giant by the name of Shopify. Um, this is the first time I've probably said that out loud, really. I try and keep that pretty low-key. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody wants to come and ask you to help do stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm not really in the zone of building stores for people anymore. And that was the mahi I started out with. But, no, that, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I'm also doing my Master's in Indigenous Studies, which I'm really, really enjoying. Uh, the tutor's already starting to tease me about potentially doing a PhD, which I'm not sure about yet. Um, but yeah, I've DJed since the age of 16, so I guess entertainment um, is a big thing in my life, and I, my personal journey has kind of led me to being a bridge between treaty partners, that's kind of how I describe it, because um, yeah, New Zealand's obviously got a pretty interesting history, and Aotearoa is primed for change at the moment, so to be as helpful towards that as I can is, is the goal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's mm. um, especially because you're a young voice in that space as well. And it's well, good thank you, have... thank you. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to me, you're young. Like, yeah. I'm that I interesting won't ask age. you your age. No, no. Yeah. So I will tell everyone because uh, they'll get it. I'm the interesting age. So I'm 34. So it's that thing where you like 
teenagers and 20 year olds think that you're old and like 40 year olds think you're young so yeah. i'm enjoying once again being another bridge between quote unquote old and young so yeah oh, i'm glad that lasts an extra four to five years for me because i'm i'm 30 now so i've got still i've still oh, got, got like 10 years i think yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i think yeah. i think it's amongst 40 maybe they'll switch up i don't know yeah, but yeah. yeah at the moment i'm i'm enjoying i'm enjoying that medium yeah well stay i think um you know there's that thing like if you if you stay play you you know your job is to play and to tattoo as you said mm-hmm. and that's part of I think keeping your mind young is exploring and and experimenting and communicating and learning and stuff and I think that keeps you young no matter what age you are so I think people like us who are constantly looking for things to learn and and to do with. Um, we're going to be young forever. So, yeah. uh... I mean, I, I, that makes total sense, and I've never actually thought of it like that. But that makes total sense. Like, I'm, I'm never bored. Yeah. Because there's always something to tinker. Yeah. There's always a thought to provoke. Um, there's always something that can either be fixed or that is good, but could be a bit better. Yeah. So yeah, tattoo is probably the best way to describe yeah. it. Just having a tattoo with everything. So I'm going off script heaps mm. now, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of like sustainability, su- succession and, and being, uh, thinking about the future and things like that. I know we were, we we're sort of looking to talk about um, te ao Māori and your journey with, with that sort of stuff. Um, because, you know, te ao Māori, Mātauranga Māori, it connects people with indigenousness, indigenousness, if that's a word, um, keeps us connected with the earth. So we've talked a lot about that with sustainability um, in Mātauranga Māori with other guests. Mm. But I just had the thought in my mind about, yeah, keeping yourself young. And and I've read things that have um, been historic recordings of um, people you know, colonisers who have recorded the observation that uh, children, you know, tamariki, and then you've got ariki. Mm. And so children were seen in a way as just as wise or like working towards the wisdom of ariki, who were typically older, um, elders. And so having that, that curiosity, and even in the Bible... Um, keeping that childlike curiosity was really important and with community and connection with whatever you needed to stay connected with. So do you have like any, th- I know this is really off script, but do you have any thoughts about that? Like, It's funny, like yeah. in relation to kind of what you're saying, and I don't know if it is like directly related, but it's kind of in the same sort of Venn diagram, mm. there's crossovers. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about um Rangatahi and Rangatira. Yeah. So for those that are listening that don't know, so Rangatahi is quite often a word used to describe like youth um, or so, someone younger. And then Rangatira is more used to describe a leader. Um, both of them really though, I, th- I believe and for what I understand, there's no like age attached to it. Like a, it's like a maturity level of sorts. Mm-hmm. So like when you break down, you'll have to help me here. Is it called etymology? Of words, when etymology. Break, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when you yeah. break down the etymology of um word of the word, so ranga or rangaho is like weaving, so it's putting things together. So ranga uh, tahi is when you're trying. So that means well, tahi means one. A lot of people know that. So it's when you're weaving together yourself. When you're a ranga tahi, you're trying to put together yourself, oh and you're gosh. trying to figure out your likes and do's and don'ts and strengths and weaknesses. And then when you're finished doing that, you kind of figure that out. I know people would argue that you never figure that out. 
but then that's when you become rangatira, and rangatira, so ranga again, rangahau, weaving, putting together, tira is many, so the rangatai, you, you, you graduate, I guess, from putting yourself together to then having the ability to put together the community or put together a team or be able to lead a group. And so I've been thinking a lot about that lately and I guess in terms of like sustainability and longevity, I suppose it's probably been comfortable that perhaps you might never ever be a rangatira and mm. that's fine. Like it's been okay with that your role might be just to give examples of how to put things together within yourself and then communicate that to someone like, hey, you're better at a group setting or talking to a group. This is how I worked it out. Communicate them to this to them and they might be able to work it out. Mm. Uh, but I think it's like being comfortable and knowing that, you, yeah, you might never be, let's say, a number one and it's being comfortable with being like a number two. You know, you might yeah, never yeah. be Batman, but Robin's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> you know, like all that sort of stuff. It's being comfortable with that. And I think... Because for so long we've been told that, you know, you need to lead and be number one and be the forward person, um, I think that's probably led to like a lot of burnout in people or people not finding themselves when really they probably knew their strengths and weaknesses and what they could do and where they shown, where they would shine. But because they were getting told to keep going that they were still looking for stuff and perhaps were lost when really they weren't. They yeah. just thought they were because they were getting told that they were lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's on track to kind of what you what? were leading down, but but yeah, and then I guess in terms of like detail and, and sustainability and stuff, like so my my big job, um, my main nine to five mahi, uh, is around that like. Really, for me, it's about returning economic sovereignty to people, and we can do that in ways like that are more sustainable, like not just for detail and for the environment, but for people. You know, and I would argue that people are the environment too. I, I believe it's all one sort of synergistic ecosystem. Like we are the ecosystem, not there's us and then there's the ecosystem separately. Um, I definitely wholeheartedly believe that we're a part of it and we probably got away from that. There was probably a separation of sorts, which has led us to a lot of the situations that we're in right now. Um, I'm very stoked to say in my own echo chamber, I hope this is happening for everyone everywhere, but I don't know, I can't say that, but I know in my echo chamber, it seems to be coming back. There seems to be a recognition that we're not all separate. It's not like us in the Ngahere or us in the mountain. It's like we are the mountain. The mountain is us. Uh, the rivers are us. You know, we're all intertwined. And probably another big thing that stands out for me that I've been thinking about a lot is the word whenua. So whenua for a lot of people will be land, but whenua also um, refers to the placenta and it also refers to like a woman's reproductive system. But they all have that same name. Um, and for me, that's always been interesting. Like, I remember finding that out as a kid and being like, how come these three things have got the same name? And I think as I get older, like, you know, we all live off the land. We thrive off the land. We all live and thrive off the placenta. as well. It feeds us when we're in the womb. My understanding, anyway. I'm not a doctor or a midwife, but that's my <laughs> understanding. And then, obviously, the 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 house, I guess, that we're, we're born into, whenua again. So... I think a lot of indigenous cultures probably don't get their paid juice for like understanding those things yeah. and their pūrāko or like stories were kind of made to be like airy-fairy or make-believe when in fact there's probably a bit of science involved with that. Um, sure. And I'm stoked. So segueing from mahi into my studies um, with my masters, that's a lot of diving into those corridor and being able to translate them into a context that the Western world will understand. What's your masters in? Uh, indigenous leadership. So we'll talk about that after this song, if you could introduce the song that you've chosen for us. This fellow, Chris, 
He's been doing some, I think for ages now, he's been putting in the work and he's got a bit of momentum right now, which is really, really cool. But I think what is, so I have actually, this is a funny story. I hope he doesn't mind me telling this. So he has actually been a guest on the podcast twice. The first episode, I was like two and a half hours, but he didn't want to go ahead with it because he was like, no, nah, man, we need to do a video one. Like it was just the audio one. And so he's like, no, we got to do a video one. So I was like, okay, cool. So that's parked. And then we did a video one. The video one was about two and a half hours as well and it was shot in 4K. Yeah. So it's like a massive file and like just editing it and bringing it down has been a mission. So I've left that with him to edit because he wanted to do it. Um, so it hasn't seen the light of day yet, but keep an eye out for the episode for where it comes. But the reason why I chose him as well is because he he is growing up in Aotearoa, but he wholeheartedly acknowledges his um, English whakapapa. And he talks about it in his music and he talks about his role like as um, a treaty partner, um, his partner is also uh, Māori, and he on on the podcast he actually speaks really frankly and honestly and openly about his emotions and what he went through when she got her mokokowai done, and he was yeah he's like unashamedly honest about how he was worried about how it might make her less attractive and all this sort of thing like dudes things that I know that dudes talk about but not on record yeah and that was so awesome and humbling to have him come through and speak about that stuff but. Yeah, I just wanted to plug him um, for the awesome mahi that he's doing, for being a great treaty partner, but also because I just freaking love this song. Um, it talks about a lot to do with his relationship with his partner and kind of the lessons that she's teaching him as a woman. And I think there's a lot of that needs to happen right now. I think, and I might sound like I'm virtual signaling a bit here, but like I think us as men, we need to take a bit of a back step and let women take the lead on a lot more than we're letting happen right now. If I look at the last two or three years, and this isn't a Jacinda thing, so don't put me in that <laughs> box, but I think the last two or three years, what I've seen on the ground, so not politically at all, but just what I've seen on the ground, you know, when I think of Amahi with Māori wards and the Rongomo um, Fano and everything like that, and there's been a lot of female leadership that has broken down some pretty big systemic walls in the last little while, and I think this song talks about how that, did how that his relationship did that for him personally, and I think we can all learn about how that all affect things at large. So, this is from Chris RL, and the wire is called Lessons. <laughs> Issues we were working through We used to fight and fuss Around that time of month I used to point the finger Somehow I wisen up I find it ironic That it took a woman to make a man of me Used to be at war with myself Till I found amnesty Don't know what love is But I guess I'm learning gradually To get outside myself Might start a family Can it be that you need Crown and a throne Got a queen in my king size Turn this house to a home I got dreams, you got inside, and I'm proud of your growth I pray we both stay grounded, who knows what the future holds Ain't wanna settle down, I'm out pursuing goals Chasing rainbows, realize this whole time that you the gold I'm grateful, wanted you to know that I love how you teach me these lessons What a blessing, uh All these lessons we've learned All these bridges we've burned need us and if we take our time we won't need no rewind 
you know I've been affected Sometimes when life gets tough, you teach me about acceptance The faults I see amongst, are more like my reflections Sometimes I hold you to a light, but that's just my projection They say we hurt people that love us and love people that hurt us We tryna break the mold of those generational curses You patient with my progress, provide praise, you the person That push me to chase purpose, give me space and you deserving of heaven's laughter for here and after, I'm getting better at being a present partner It's progress, not perfection And sometimes I wear a mask, but you still love me deep Like Phantom of the Opera, yeah, I know it's trust you seek I read The Alchemist and felt like you might be, uh, my Fatima You like my EP, nice features, but I see, uh, side is so much deeper You like my teacher, I learn lessons, you're such a blessing I pray I keep ya, uh All these lessons we've learned these bridges we've burned Baby, we don't need much We just need us And if we take our time We won't need no rewind, no Baby, we don't need much We just need us So we're back with um, Hoheba and uh, we're just going to move into potentially uh, a conversation about, let's say, some highlights about your podcast or your mahi so far. Tell us some cool stuff that's been... What do you want to know? I don't know, like anything that you think (laughs) really stands out. Honestly, like I just feel uh, like definitely like incredibly blessed for everything that's going on right now. Um, I know some people will be like, hey, because the world seems like a bit of a, a show <laughs> and, it, and it's hard to comprehend. But um, like from my own personal journey, I guess I would never have imagined that I'm in the spots that I'm in now and the opportunities that I've got. Mm. So long story short, just to add context to what I'm trying to say, like I was a state kid when I was younger. Um, so I grew up in different households and, and went through different things. And so I would quite often, I mean, it's funny getting a bit OTT personal straight away, but like I would spend a lot of nights like kind of crying myself to sleep thinking, why me? Why can't I just have like a normal family? And I'm sure there's someone out there listening who's either thinking the same thing or has thought the same thing in the past. Mm. Um, and it's crazy now. So like all the moving around, you know, like I stayed in houses all around the Monga. Um and they were awesome. Like, there's not one bad thing I could say about any family that took me in. And I think that's where the whole being the bridge comes from, is because I spent so many times in so many different households, Māori, Pākehā, Chinese, like, all of it, Cambodian, like, all wow. sorts of different stuff. So I learned that, really, we all want the same thing, and that's to either show people that they are loved or be loved ourselves. And so me, I guess, from that perspective, like, life's really, really basic, because that's what I've seen. Um, so in terms of highlights and things like that, like almost every day is a highlight because I get to help bring all these people together. And that's how my podcast was started. 
is that I know that there's a, pre, a lot of pre-misconceptions about, you know, say, let's call, like, cis white males. There's a lot of pre-misconceptions about Māori. There's a little pre-misconception about X, Y, Z. So I was like, I need to create a resource pool where people can go to and listen to the other side and understand them a bit better. Mm. And that's essentially how the podcast started. Yeah. Um, off that kind of simple concept. And so... A highlight, if we, if I guess I want to kind of nail things down and be really tangible, kind of recently, I'll talk about this year. Uh, definitely the role at Shopify is a highlight. Being able to work for like a global powerhouse in e-commerce and do mahi for indigenous people globally is is awesome. Like, you know, recently we had a quarter all with Tainui Iwi on Monday about how we can work together. And the Waipato. Yep, so yep. that's exciting. And, you know, arguably, you know, between them and Ngaitahu, I guess, about the biggest iwi or, you know. South Island. Yeah, so of, of who would be out of those guys. So um, that was awesome. Um, recently collaborated with a group called Manaki, based out of Auckland. Um, and they kind of came together to help medium to small, uh, yeah, small to medium-sized businesses survive COVID. Uh, and we just collaborated on a program with them where they're taking 100 people off government assistance into self-employment or full-time employment. So just collaborated with them to help out because we know that some of our Māori and Pacifica people are some of the most involved in those things. Um, so we just helped them. Uh, yeah, there's heaps of stuff happening globally. That's pretty nuts. At the moment, we're in conversations to create a partnership between Starlink and getting... Uh, Starlink? And, yeah, yeah. Like to, Elon Musk. Yeah, Starlink. yeah, yeah. So talking Holy. to them about getting um, data or broadband into super remote areas, particularly looking at our ab Aboriginal Australian cousins over there and some of their super remote places that don't have any around so that they don't have to send their tamariki to the cities for schooling. They can stay in the area, maintain their language, uh, maintain their customs and they don't have to move and stay on their land. So working with Starlink to help us do that. So yeah, pretty fulfilling mahi. Um, study's actually been a highlight, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I was the guy and I've apologised a million times to all my friends that I used to say it to. I used to give them grief. So I had like no formal education really after school and was always the guy who was like, why are you going to uni for? It just teaches you to be like everyone else. That's what I used to say to people. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I'm there, I get it, and I understand, and I'm fired up, and my classmates, uh, my family now. Um, I yeah. think it's also with studies, it depends on what you use it for as well. There's people who study law or economics and use it for either good or bad. And it's maturity know. too, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you first come out of school, you actually probably still don't know really what you want to do. Yeah. My majority of people, there's like an awesome few who like, nah, I know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But majority of people, you finish school, you still don't know what you want to do. And so you kind of go and do these things that probably you change your mind about later and therefore uni gets deemed useless mm -hmm. when really it was just that you hadn't made the decision yet. Yeah. A lot of that happens, whereas now me, 34, entering at 34, I know what I want. I know what I, well, I have an idea of what I want. Yeah. Um, and I know what I want to achieve, and I have uh, a better sense of my core personal values and core beliefs, which then can reflect in my studies. When you're 18, 17, trying to put all that together, yeah. that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. 
And people change. Like I know a few people who studied one thing, went into that field and straight away were earning really good money. And then like a few years later, they're like, I feel like a 50 year old, you know, just going to work nine to five, Monday to Friday. And they're like, I don't even know who I am yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess to answer the question, what's the highlight been, man? Life's the highlight at the moment. So it's really, really good. And I wholeheartedly acknowledge that it's not always like that. Mm. Um, we definitely have those down times and, you know, when it comes to my podcast, that is like one question that I make sure I ask everyone. Are there, so every guest, I ask them the question at the end. There's someone listening right now who's not feeling great. They're in the the valley, let's say. If you look at life as having peaks and valleys, they're in a deep, deep valley at the moment. They don't see a way out. What would your advice be? So that's a question I ask every guest that yeah. comes on because, yeah, like I know mental health and that sort of stuff is a bit of a fad at the moment, but it's important still. Like, fad. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's everywhere. It's kind of, it's it's almost like, I mean, I actually said this to a friend the other night. It sounds wrong out of context um, because him and I are good friends and we were by ourselves. But I said it's almost annoyingly cliche. Yeah. But I am proud that that happens. Yeah. I'm stoked that there's so much about, you know, talking and speaking up and checking in on people. So yeah, it's not a bad thing, but that's yeah. just how I chose to yeah, win yeah, it at yeah, the time. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're right in a way. Um, there's more awareness around it. It's just like climate change, though, in a way. You know, like we can't look after the planet if we're not looking after ourselves in the sense where you are connected with nature and people. You know, having those those healthy, strong relationships with others no matter what living thing they are mm. um, will help us understand how we can do better and be better. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, everything that you said, and it's funny how you say con- it's con- in the context because I was thinking earlier, like, this is this is slightly separate from what you just said, but mm. um, Te Reo Māori is contextual, and like, we did a workshop um, with Department of Conservation on one of their strategies, and we had iwi representatives and um, other uh, general community groups. And some, and they kept asking the iwi representatives, like, "Oh, is that like an accurate word to work, to use in this sense?" And they were like, "It's contextual, so you know, like it yeah. depends on on how." I have this the, conversation yeah. a lot. Like te reo, the the biggest thing with te reo and English, I would say, is that English. My interpretation, anyway, is that English gives like meaning to a word I guess yeah or like meaning to a word or meaning to yeah meaning to words like is kind of what English aims to do um whereas Māori it gives ideas to a concept and then it's up to you to like how you interpret that yeah you know so like I won't say to you this is black I'll say to you this is what it is and how do you interpret it yeah, sort of thing. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm communicating that properly, but yeah, yeah like it's a lot, like Māori as a language is a lot more contextual, conceptual mm. than like just being kind of black and white. Yeah, It's really poetic and I, that's what I love about it, you know. Same. Um, it's funny with like, so I wasn't taught te reo like in the traditional classroom or like at a night class. I just went to Kura Kaupapa, spent time on Marae, so I grew up with it around me. And I can tell when someone's learnt in a classroom because they'll have like one or two words for something, whereas I've got like a plethora and I have to be really mindful of that because I don't want to exclude them and I don't want to confuse them. So a lot of my conversations that I have with people who learn in classrooms, I'm trying to actually listen and understand, okay, what's their word for this? Just so when I respond, it's not going to get lost. Was was English your second language? Or? Nah, English no, was okay. my first language. Oh, yeah. okay, English cool. was my first language. Yeah. I, had an interesting rela- I have an interesting relationship with my te reo. I didn't learn te reo until I was eight. Oh, yeah. 
So the first eight years I didn't learn it all, then I got put into Kurukopapa and I hated it. I hated it. I didn't want to learn te reo, but like it was just like too hard basket and like I'm I was a super lazy kid. <laughs> and so like I just couldn't couldn't be bothered and then I I had to learn because I went to a full immersion Kurukopapa mm-hmm. over in spots of death. So shout outs to you guys. Um so I went to Kurukopapa there and I like hated it because like it was full immersion. So anytime you spoke English, you got a detention or something <laughs> like that. So and I was speaking English a lot because I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that when they they asked me if I brought, oh they asked me if I can swim, but I thought they asked me if I brought togs. So the question was kataya kwete koko, which is can you swim? But I thought they'd ask me if I brought togs, and I said no. And I remember the whole class laughing at me because they thought I couldn't swim. And I remember being mad confused, like, who cares if I didn't bring my togs? Like, you know? And then later one of the other kids told me, I was like, oh, snap. Mm. And then, so I was always getting into trouble because I would always just change to English. Right. So for my first three terms at Kurukopapa, I didn't get lunch interval and I went home half an hour late. They are the ones that challenged me. And it's because I am super grateful. There's either two things that happens when you get challenged. People are either going to really enforce that you actually believe what you believe because you stand up to that challenge or you're going to change your mind because you realise actually that's probably not right the challenge that's been laid is probably a bit more accurate or I need to consider that and there's nothing wrong with changing your mind like we should never be afraid to change our mind even if you state something publicly like on Facebook this is my belief there's nothing wrong with coming back like 30 days later and going this was my belief I have now changed my belief but I think people it's like people's views are attached to their personality whereas Views, identity. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's yeah, accurate. More accurately, whereas views and identities, they should be fluid. Like we're Mm -hmm. people, we're we're organic things that grow and change and vary. Our opinions and thoughts and views need to do the same too. Um, So yeah, a lot more dialogue. Listen more than you talk, and be open to the fact you might be wrong. Perfect. Yeah, that's perfect for this current climate. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having this corridor with me. And Thank you I, for inviting me. I look forward to more. <laughs> I can feel this is going to happen more often than not. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely have you back on at some stage to talk about And you're stuff. coming on to mine too. Yay, so we'll get that so done. Much. Awesome. All right, kakite ano. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Thanks to New Zealand On Air.